Well, first of all, if you're looking for global growth on a global scale anywhere, Africa is still the most exciting place to be. There is no question about that. What we are seeing in 2015, however, is an increasing number of headwinds coalescing at the same time. If you take the region's largest economies, Nigeria has been impacted by the softer oil price environment. It is in the middle of a political transition. There has been a meaningful slowdown in growth in Africa's largest economy in the first half of the year. South Africa, Africa's next largest economy, has also had great problems to contend with in terms of the electricity situation and the headwinds that this is creating for growth. We are seeing something of the commodity price slowdown. I have seen the impact. And this is creating some issues with external liquidity, foreign exchange depreciation, reflecting the strength of the dollar across a number of African markets. So there's no question that it is a slightly more difficult operating environment in 2015, but ultimately the longer-term drivers of Africa's economic growth remain in place. The demographics, the urbanization, the adoption of new technology, um, the productivity gains that that makes possible, the spread of financial intermediation, the financial deepening, all of these things are going to continue over the medium to long term and they still create a favorable growth picture. There's a lot of challenges that we do face as an economy in Africa, but if you had to put uh, your finger on one, just one, what do you think is the main challenge that we are facing? Infrastructure, there's no question about it. Across the region, when we look at what is really holding back growth, what is holding back that growth potential, unlike a lot of developed countries and mature economies, it isn't an issue about the strength of demand. There isn't any talk about a secular stagnation. This is a young region, younger than any other. There are growing populations. The problem is there has been underinvestment in infrastructure for so long that any time we do see a surge in demand, it meets these bottlenecks in terms of how much growth is easily doable with the infrastructure that is currently in place. Your expertise will no doubt benefit the forum quite well, but what do you hope to take back to London as a representative from Standard Chartered? Standard Chartered, as you probably are aware, has been doing business in the region for over 150 years. Africa is a very key part of our DNA. And the reason why a World Economic Forum meeting is so exciting is because there are very few fora that bring together the public and the private sector in the way that the World Economic Forum does to discuss those issues that are important.